All right. Okay. We should be good now. No worries. <laughs> Hopefully that's there okay. won't be too, too much background noise now. Hey, that's all right. I don't mind background noise. I was just, uh, just checking they were okay. That. I could hear them. That's all. Oh yeah. <laughs> but okay. yes, you're, you're okay though. Yes. Yes. We're doing good. We're having a good summer. How was 4th of July? Good. Good. Yeah. We had a good time. We went to the shore Very and uh, had a nice, had a nice trip. Very How about you guys? Do you guys do anything exciting this summer or where we we were sleepaway camps um, exciting for you? yeah exactly <laughs> it's my wife's last day at, uh, at school at work um tomorrow so she breaks off for the summer one week before the boys do so the boys have still got another week at school so we can get all those little jobs around the house oh. done. Yeah. oh okay so they go to school <laughs> until the end of july yeah yeah so they have a six-week summer which starts at the end of july all the way through august and then the oh, first week of september nice. Yeah, that's nice mm. although oh. my where my wife starts a week before them that means she finishes a work before them so i've got them for a whole week before they go back to school um, gotcha okay uh, so i'll be taking a lot of valium i think on that, that week. right mm. <laughs> oh that's interesting that's different here we end it mid-june right. and we go back the end of august oh wow so yeah ah. so we have a long summer break and we, we wow. basically spend our whole summer at the pool because all three of my kids do um swim sure. team sure at the pool so we pretty much live there oh, <laughs> they have swim team practice every day and meets and um oh, hold on one second sorry don't i worry. promise there won't be this distractions when we get started don't worry all right now we're good everything okay <laughs> Yes, Everything that should okay. be the last one. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> it's all right. It, it helps us break the ice. Oh, there we man. go. Yes. It's hey. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Synergy. It all works together. Synergy. Hmm. <laughs> Space time. The ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission. To locate every second contemplate every eon from outside time to the big bang to the 20th century all the way to the end of all existence to do what no sane entity has ever done before this is the temporal trek podcast so does that mean the kids go back in like a, a full heat wave then if you go back into they well yeah uh, they well they go back at the end of august and it's usually yeah it usually is summer wow. weather because um, yeah, that is the hottest for us so oh. that's why the souls sort of break up at that period because yeah it, just kids oh. won't be able to concentrate over here all of our buildings have we're well we're lucky enough that our buildings have air conditioning so ah. they're fine <laughs> you see over yeah. here in england all they do is yeah. make little paper fans and then they wave right. them as fast <laughs> as they can and that's it right which I assume too, like with COVID, that's like, yeah, I don't know, if that not a good idea. Not matters good like, you know what, how hot the air is or not. Mm. But... <laughs> yeah, oh, just no. open a window, they'll be fine. Stick their heads out, yeah, right, they'll, they'll cool right. off. It's fine. Well, it's a two-story building; they can just wait. go to the top. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense to wait. Yeah, yeah, but it's like we have, you know, we go back and it's pretty much summer weather, and then they have like a, we it's Labor Day here um the first weekend of september they call it yeah. labor day and so they have that like a long weekend anyway you mm. know we, so they go back for a few days and they have a long weekend so whatever <laughs> just <laughs> ease know. them in it's fine they e- yeah, exactly yeah, it yeah fair enough. 
Fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm just, I, I have heat, a heat brain. Ooh, <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'm just, you know, just from being outside. Because oh, now, okay. like, everything is outside. Like, we're doing all of our of activities and everything, like, outside. And play dates are outside, for, you know, and it's, which well, is nice, but. That's completely foreign to us because it's still grey clouds outside. Even though it's sweltering hot and it's oh, humid, it's, it's yeah. the usual British grey cloud uh, summer. So <laughs> we've got our dude two days due, our two summer days, and then that'll be it for the year. And then we'll go back to grey oh, again. That's, be absolutely fun. that's where we now, get the tans. Now, where are, now where are you in uh, England? I'm down the bottom bit. So I'm in what's called Kent, which is just below London. Um, so you've got okay. all of London and greater London around it. And then there's a, a, a borough, a county just below it called Kent. Uh, so we're okay. like we're like the countryside. We're like the backyard of London. Um, oh, so, love it. Uh, so, yeah. So everything sort of travels through us. Nothing stops here. Gotcha. Um, so gotcha. everything, from, everything from the port of Dover right up to London. Oh, look, there's Kent. Oh, there we go. There we go. Off it goes. Okay. Um, so, so are you yeah. near the coast then? Or is uh, that... We're by one of the, the big rivers. So you've got the River Thames and then just oh, a little okay. tiny, tiny one off that called the River Medway. Um, so we're, we're the top bit of Kent and um, it's uh, cool. it's sort of like an old naval town if or a big. Okay. It's, it's a city because we've got like Rochester, which is famous for its big castles. And we've got our big dockyard okay. and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, but it's a very historic area. Um, but awesome. uh, yeah, that's all good. Yeah. How about you? Where Whereabouts are you? So I'm right outside of Philly. Um, So Philadelphia is is in the Northeast. Mm. And it's also got a lot of naval history too, right on the uh, the Delaware River. Mm. And we're about, we're about an hour and a half from the shore. Oh, fantastic. Where I like to go to the shore. Yeah, <laughs> the Jersey Shore. But yes. um, so I'm, I'm not in Philly. I'm I'm in a suburb. It would be considered a suburb of Philly. Gotcha. So not like I actually Kent, live near. Un- and it's funny on Trek, Trek Twitter. I'm in the same town as Bill Mann. Oh <laughs> Trek, wow. Trek Live, if you know. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> we happen yes. to live in the same town. <laughs> oh, for de- oh well, that makes it so much easier. You know, just kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just podcast by shouting out the window at each other. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah be easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, thank you very much for doing this uh, and being oh, a guest absolutely. again uh, and coming yeah, on, thanks for having me. on my little show. Um, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying the Snaptracks. I think Threshold oh, thank and, you. and Visitor was just, <laughs> that's inspired. They never share the same breadth. So oh, only, only yeah. in your show could that actually be <laughs> right. it's crazy. Well, thank you. I was wondering <laughs> that how that was going to work out, but somehow we managed to find something to talk about. <laughs> yes, yeah. You did an admiral job uh, standing up for Threshold. That was, that was very you. good. Um, the fact that it came away with any points is, oh, is a right, right, testament right. to your argument skills. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, as far as this show is concerned, there's very little difference uh, to what you may have heard. If you haven't heard anything of the new season. Um, yes, I've it, listened. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh, that's nice. It makes it so much easier. So of much course, easier. of course. <laughs> um, I always have to like explain if someone hasn't actually seen the show, like what the hell is going on? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nothing's different. It's just the episode as is talking about your favorite bits. I can go through it stage by stage as I have done in okay. previous episodes. But Sounds good. As you've picked this episode, I presume it's a favourite. 
So if you just want to talk about it for 45 minutes, I'll just hit the record button and walk away. That's absolutely fine. Um, I, if there's like a favorite scene and we just talk about that, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be scene by scene. Um, and we can just yeah, talk about it. I, I think I think it works out when you go through it and then we can talk about, you know, we can talk about the bits we really like and then the ones that aren't, you know, are just there. We can skim over. No but worries. I think that works out. I think that gets the conversation started well exactly. when you do it that way. There we go. Okay, then. Right. I will get my notes ready uh, and then um, okay. we will get started. Sounds right. Good. Um, and oh, yes, I, I know that you are a trip lover. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I know how you feel about trip. So I'm yeah, sure we will discuss enough. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's going to come up. That's uh, fine. Uh, you know, I need someone who can fight his corner because every so often oh, like, I'll get a guest and then they. <laughs> I don't know whether they're intimidated by the fact I hate him or <laughs> at, oh, this, no. at this point. Oh, no, oh, no, I, I can, I will defend my, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit in Stand By Your Man. I was just have that playing in the background. <laughs> right. Okay. Hello and welcome back to another Temporal Trek episode. We are in Chronodate, Season 3, Episode 9 of Season 1, Episode 7 of Enterprise, and it is Breaking the Ice. Now, I'm not going to be alone on this episode. I do have a guest with me. Incoming transmission. Uh, I believe we've got Jen from Snaptrack again. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Ah, I'm so much better for you being here absolutely oh, i have thanks. to say it's wonderful to have you back uh, i haven't seen you Thank since you. the 21st century so you know happy 100 has, years right it's been a long time when you it's, put it that way it's been a very long road getting from here it's to, been a to, long to, road it certainly has I, I have to start every episode that way now i think i just mean you have, have to, to. Yeah. you just have to <laughs> you'll be doing that for a while right if you're, if you're going that's very order. true it's a long long yeah, long yeah. road um, and there should be more seasons there should be there should be and there hopefully really you be. never know the rumor mill being as it is as we're you recording know. this episode there's talk of you know an archer cameo in strange new worlds oh. and all this sort of stuff we can dream we can dream you never know we can dream i will dream <laughs> i love it I like that idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe a rewrite to a very famous uh, uh, part of a finale. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But um, for anyone who may have not have heard your 21st century jaunt into our podcast, um, who are you, and how might the listeners find you? <laughs> okay, well, I uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Edith Quarks on Twitter, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Snap Trek podcast, where we uh, take two episodes of Trek that are tangentially related somehow and compare and contrast them against each other for, you know, fun. And and um, we also write some questionable uh, Trek poetry along the way. <laughs> Don't believe it, listeners. It's fantastic poetry. <laughs> and not just poetry, it's also song as well. And uh, uh, on occasion. The, the, Jen has some pipes on her. It's really good. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. A, I've, I've wiped a tear often uh, from Aww. my eye. It's been, it's been truly, truly an experience to hear I all of the poetry. <laughs> thank you. 
But uh, no, uh, to all the listeners, if you haven't been on Snaptrek, who are you? You've been living under a rock. Um, it is a fantastic uh, premise for a podcast, and it is just two fantastic hosts with the occasional guest as well, um, uh, just discussing two episodes that are exactly the same. They are exactly the same. <laughs> they just happen to have a different title and different actors. Um, but uh, it is fantastic. And the most recent one, as uh, we are recording this episode, this goes out in about a month's time from now. But uh, the most recent one are two episodes I never thought would be put together in the same breath. And that is uh, Threshold and The Visitor. And <laughs> it's truly an experience, listeners. You have to go and try it out. We, we definitely stepped outside the box for that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. In all places, in all not, times. Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah. You're here for Breaking Ice, um, which you picked as an episode for uh, for Enterprise when I put the, the little feelers out there on who wanted to come on and guest here. Um, why Breaking Ice? What about this particular episode um, sticks with you? I, I really like breaking the ice um, as as a, as a as an early first season episode. It really it really brings out the promise of the actual premise of the show and the promise of the present <laughs> of the premise the promise of the premise <laughs> of Enterprise as a show. You know, as a whole. Um, you know, just just the joy of them exploring, and that's what it is here. And and we have. Uh, you know, our, our early, you know, optimistic, maybe naive, you know, a little <laughs> bit naive Captain Archer. And, and it's just, it's, it's really just, it's just lovely. It's, it's lovely. And it's got some lovely um, character bits too, you know, for T'Pol and, and, and Trip And, and I really, I, I really just, it's just a really nice episode. It's not like, it's not going to be in my, t- you know, my top, you know, top five enterprise of all time but it's definitely one that i always enjoy coming back to you know when it comes around in a rewatch and and i did it's just it's just a lovely little little episode of television i think yeah i i I can i definitely agree with you having watched it um a a couple of times now um i forgot how good the episode was i always remembered little bits of it little snippets like the comet and and all the things like that some of it i completely forgot as well um that i just oh that's the episode where that happens right yeah Mm, it's but like you say (laughs) yes exactly the pie exactly yes um just little little tiny bits of detail which um i appreciate and like you say it lives up to the promise of the premise for yeah. the show I, i'm gonna keep that i think that's a good, right. thing, a good thing yeah sorry uh so uh trademark jen on uh on that one but yeah usually ross is good with the uh, alliterations <laughs> uh, a little bit of ross is rubbing off onto your psyche there uh, i see you've been podcasting together too long that's what it yeah, yeah that's what it is <laughs> Well, speaking of two characters getting to get along a bit better, um, maybe we'll get into the episode then. Um, Good transition. Well, oh, look, see, <laughs> Good way um, to break the ice. <laughs> it's three seasons of this podcast. I'm finally there at the transitions. Um, but uh, we start with a scene in the mess hall where uh, Trip is sitting with flocks and they're going through some uh, very curiously well-drawn for, for a, a small kids class pictures of the enterprise pictures of first contact pictures of a very very green vulcan um and they asked paul to come over and take a look at them uh it's a good humorous scene and i like how they sort they're sort of teasing 
to poll, but it's it's a bit nicer. It doesn't seem to fit into the the workplace harassment that we've had so far uh, between uh, to poll and the rest of the crew. It, it there's a little bit of teasing, there's a little bit of banter, but it doesn't seem as full on as we've seen previously in the episode so far. Um, any thoughts on this scene where they're talking about the pictures and uh, how kids are getting into uh, the idea of the Enterprise being out there? Yeah, yeah, it's a good insight into what Enterprise means for, uh, you know, the the people on Earth at this moment in time. You know, um, it speaks to that, and and it's it's just a, it's just a nice little workplace scene too. Because you're right, it's not anything like they're not, you know, they're just basically showing to Paul the the drawings. They're not like teasing her. <laughs> they're like, oh hey, look, check this out, and these are really cute and. You know, you know, Vulcans might not be as. Uh, what does she say? Like it's it's crudely drawn, but surprisingly <laughs> accurate, or something like that. Which is that's a that's a legit compliment from a Vulcan. Like she she wasn't that's being like sorry, you know, she wasn't being snarky about that either. Very <laughs> um, true. So yeah, it's just a, just a fun little scene. Yeah, I like that that you know that it's not just the bridge. We don't just yeah, have yeah. you know the humorous scenes on the bridge. There might be an action scene you know on another deck, and we go back right. to the bridge again. Right. It's it feels like a living ship at this point. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there is a line from Flox in this scene where he said, "Human children have such fertile uh, imaginations," which kind yeah. of implies that Denobulan kids are very boring and quiet. Um, <laughs> Can I have a Dibnobian in kid? Because that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that too. I thought that was an interesting thing to say. <laughs> Are Dibnobian children more seen and not heard? Type. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. That their adoption like agencies. Vulcan, their adoption agencies there. They've got no kids left because everyone right. wants a Dibnobian kid. <laughs> yeah, or maybe I guess like like Vulcan children probably aren't you know encouraged to to draw things like that, you know, free draw the way that human children are, I guess. (laughs) Maybe it's true for Denobulans too. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to phrase that too. Like that specifically human characteristic, you know, that the kids, because I always find that so interesting about children in general. I never thought about it in terms of human children, obviously, (laughs) but, uh, but they always have these, these, uh, you know, imaginations and come up with these things. It's like, oh, I must've had that when I was a kid. When did I lose it? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's certainly the thing whenever I'm drawing with my youngest and he's there and he'll be like, you know, a circle and then a couple of lines in it. It's like, oh, daddy, I've drawn a racetrack and he will just go off on it and then tell me the story of the racetrack and all the cars that are driving on it and and who won. It was the green car, of course. Um, (laughs) Where that came from, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, the whole scenario in his head. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I might get him to write some of my books for me. Actually, that would be a much easier Ooh, thing. I like it. Um, <laughs> um, I also like the lower decks feel of the scene. Once uh, the Enterprise drops out of warp and we get an announcement, a Tannoy announcement from Archer saying, yes. you might want to look out the window. And we've stopped outside a comet. And this is a nice callback to a previous episode so far where we had Strange New World, where the, the ship slows down and the crew aren't aware of what's going on. Um, yeah. they, are, they are informed as it's happening, uh, which I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing for worse workplace communications but um you know that literally two minutes 
of reaction time and then something's going to happen but there we go it as lower decks tells us um nobody knows what's going on with these ships um but it is a nice little move to the bridge as we start to see archer getting out of his seat admiring this massive comet explaining why it's important to them because humans have not seen something this large before as a comet um travis it seems excited to be following it and flying after it um that he's you know living out his dreams as a flyboy and and trying to catch up with the with the comet he does say uh archer's comet and it put me in mind given that this is a podcast that's sort of about history as well um it's a bit like alexander um who named everything uh, alexander the great who named everything after himself um and it I wonder how many things close to Earth within the Warp 5 circle that Enterprise goes around for the next four seasons are just called Archer something. And it just gets very confusing for everybody. Um, any thoughts on just this scene and you know, <laughs> seeing the comet? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's funny. Yeah, because I, I, th- I think you said that Archer. I think Arthur, Archer was just like politely smiling at that copy comment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're literally going to name everything after Jonathan Archer, but maybe, Hey, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a great scene. I, I like the, um, you know, the contrast between how, you know, a, a human explorer and a Vulcan scientist, you know, to is just like, it's, it's rock and ice, <laughs> like big wolf. <laughs> it's a comet, <laughs> you know, but to, to arch and to everybody else in the ship, you've never seen this and little, you know, and, and of course it's also a very human thing. Oh, it's the biggest. <laughs> so it's the best. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Whatever. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I mean, it's exciting. And to think like, like he said, he all, all his life, he's dreamt about chasing a comet. Like that's cool. You're living your dream. And, <laughs> And, you know, and, and, you know, to Paul can't really un- understand it, but then she finds, I don't know if, I guess it might be later when she finds out there's some kind of mineral that might be of interest on it. And, and then she becomes interested in it too, but in a practice, so she's not interested until it's a practical concern. He's interested just because it's there. He's a true explorer. <laughs> Uh, and that's someone, one big snowball yeah yeah someone should just climb a rock because it's there that's good advice right, right. i like that yeah yeah um, that's the explorer mentality hmm, and that's no, what archer that. has and... <laughs> but yeah it 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 still put me in mind this whole episode put me in mind of all those um probes that we've sent in the last two three years now to different comets and have landed out or bounced and then landed in some cases um and it's still exciting to see um to right, see the right. probe land down there and of course the the mars rover as well landing and launching a helicopter for the very first time um it you know it invokes that spirit of discovery that we're still seeing today um and it does it in a in a nice way it's just nice to see it uh, in star trek absolutely yeah and if they really did send out this crew you know on this warp five ship i'd want to i'd want i'd be you know reading every news every single news thing that comes back from them every single report that they send back to a fourth grade class or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean like i'd want to see the picture of the comments like oh you know humans actually like we're on this comet that's so cool you know and it, it would it would capture your imagination you know absolutely but it's but it's imp- it's also it's important to the story of enterprise that that they are heroes that they are part you know that that they're important to earth and that comes into play later and it's and it's important and and it makes sense and yeah we um 
move on to uh, another scene where um, T'Pol goes into her quarters and she gets some sort of Vulcan uh, transmission, but we don't quite know what that is at this point. And then moving back to the mess hole where T'Pol and Trip are having a, a discussion about coffee and how it doesn't seem to affect Vulcans, as well as uh, pecan pie, uh, the fact that there's pecan pie mm. on board. Um, uh, I'm not going to uh, ding Trip in my regular... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Traitred uh, segment for this one, um, but uh, he Thank was. You. He... <laughs> I might do. I might do later, <laughs> but for right now, I'm not going to. Because he does say about uh, he put out a hundred fires in the um, in the engineering room, and I'm hoping they're metaphorical fires because right. we have seen actual <laughs> Who fires. <knows>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'm really hoping that he's got a fire fire hydrant handy and it's nothing to do with him that was causing these hundred fires so I'm going to let him off on this one I'm not going to go (laughs) traitred for this Um, but I've I've got my eyes on him for this episode Um, (laughs) but any thoughts on just like the initial sort of bringing together of Trip and T'Pol and just wider throughout all of Enterprise your thoughts on um, what they're doing here and the, the relationship to come yeah, well, I mean, you and I have a, have just a fundamental agree to disagree on the character of Trip of Charles Tucker III because he's my favorite character <laughs> and I love him. And so, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to convince you otherwise, and that's fine. Um, but it, but it is the, like with the, the contrast here between, I'm not always like the biggest like Trip to Paul, you know, fan, like, I mean, I, I don't really... It, it's not it's not one of the relationships that really speaks to me you know as more as, as, as some other ones um but he, but it's really lovely here you know because it, it's just the contrast of you know her vulcanness you know just getting her green tea and 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 the the visceral humanness of you know of indulging in a piece of, of pecan pie you know <laughs> and a glass of milk because of course trip drinks a glass of milk with his pecan pie like <laughs> um and it's it's just but but it, but it lay it lays the foundation here for a lot of 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 you know you know like like maybe trips rubbing off onto paul a little bit you know his quote you know may not be good for the body but it sure is good for the soul <laughs> and that's you know, and and that that's what leads her to make the decision that's good for her soul, which is to call off her marriage and stay on the enterprise. And 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 she she ends up making more of those calls. You know, that might not be logical, good for the body, logical. You know, but are good for her soul. And and I like that. And it's just it's it's really it's one of the first times we see that in enterprise and them together like that. And then just the pecan pie is just a really nice metaphor for that. Um, and it's and it's sweet. They're and they're they're sweet. They are sweet together. Like it, it gets is. like and and I it is it is. Nice. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it later too. But how they they pretty much get like thrust together into this intimacy from him knowing you know her her business, which which she, you know she says he wasn't her first choice. We'll talk about that later. But um, <laughs> but you know, but so 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 might not have it. It didn't start out, you know, they kind of got thrust together, which is, you know, and of course, also just being on the ship, this this tiny, you know, tin can floating through, floating through space, too. But um, but the scene itself is, 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 is sweet. It's a sweet little scene. It is. You know, it is. And when you consider it to, say, uh, TOS or TNG, where, um, you know, 
the romantic interests were born out of something like the naked now uh you know it was a yeah. oh it's a crazy space virus that's going to bring these char- characters together right, and right. maybe they like each other later on this felt like a natural progression it was a slow build it was very glacial very glacial uh enough like breaking the ice breaking the ice (laughs) again it's it's so so amazing that they're breaking the ice of the characters and they've got a comet made of ice it's almost like someone's writing this i can't remember (laughs) how that works um it's like someone's you know putting together two threads (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy it's It's crazy really putting some effort into the idea uh even so uh, that they're they're finding this rare mineral inside the the comet called icelium breaking the ice breaking a comet full of ice icelium oh it's just it's being thread through it so well so there well. it is there it is <laughs> but no it's it is nice it there's a wholesome side to the pecan pie you know it's not yeah. that there there is this space virus that makes them go mad it is just a nice slow build up through the episode there's not like you know um the instant love story and then that's it they're a couple they're an item um it's it's it was nice to have this moment and you know maybe i'm breaking the ice on my traitred uh uh, thing as well (laughs) you know maybe this is the crack maybe this is what got into my mind in the future (laughs) because i did eventually like him but i remember in the first season i don't like him so i'm trying to figure out at what point did my mind break at what point did it did i change my perceptions and uh and move on because he Uh, does nothing but be a a gentle kind hero throughout the entire run of enterprise i'm sorry it's true Mm, yeah okay well we'll see what happens there <laughs> i'll come back to you in uh two three years when i finish watching this yes, yeah, yes. Okay, fair enough. oh she was right <laughs> jen was right um but it's all right that's part of the fun is everyone's allowed to have their favorites and the characters they don't relate to as as much and and that's what makes star trek so great there's something for of everyone course. <laughs> of course of course exactly we're all one I, in the star trek family i'm not a malcolm reed fan like oh, yeah. <laughs> There you go. You see, so, there's, there's but, the opposite. And I'm sure that he's he's somebody's favorite character, you know? That's just, that's awesome. <laughs> I I, lo- I just love having the accent. I think that's more than anything. Just, I like yeah, having, it's a guy with a British nice. accent who is British, not a French. <laughs> he's a British guy who is British. Yeah. Oh, that's no, funny. Go. But speaking of people maybe you don't like, uh, Captain Vanek. Um, oh, the, the, the Vulcans suddenly show up. And uh, Archer's a bit miffed about this. Uh, he doesn't like the idea that um, that they're investigating them and seem to be watching them. He also mentions that three weeks ago, the Vulcans were sort of on their long-range sensors uh, and uh, you know then just suddenly disappeared and were just watching them. Uh, so we've got the hint that this is about a month after the Andorian incident. So, you know, it's odd that they don't mention it, that... That I know that they were trying to go for syndication, so they don't want to have too many links to previous episodes. But knowing that when they were planning season one, they were going to come back to Andorian incident, it would have been a nice little throughput just to just to have mentioned, oh, you know, after that, you know, uh, incident on Pajem, they haven't been you know let, letting us up. They haven't let us go. Uh, they okay. keep on popping up wherever we pop up. Having just that little tiny nugget, I think it would have been nicer to have seen that as the throughput as as uh yeah keeping that nugget and running with it um any thoughts on you know 
the Vulcans showing up and Captain Vanek and this constant uh, watching that they seem to be doing of the Enterprise. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say I share Archer's frustration with that. <laughs> I mean, who do they think they are? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be completely frustrating. That, and he does try, like, you know, later on when he has him over for dinner and it's just the most awkward scene. I'm sure we'll mm. talk about that later too, but... But he, you know, you, you try, you try to communicate and reach out, and it's like talking to a brick wall, and you know, and it's it's frustrating. And I don't know what would they have done without them, though. <laughs> mm, exactly, exactly. That's what it comes down to. Um, well, Which is I, even more frustrating for yeah. Archer, I'm sure. Exactly, he yeah. had to he had to swallow his pride and, and right. ask for help. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Jumping ahead then to the, the very <laughs> awkward um, dinner scene, um, this put me in mind of every awkward dinner conversation that uh, you've had to have at work with the person yes. you don't really like, but you have to <laughs> sweet talk because they've got what you need. And um, uh, yeah, any thoughts on Vanek being the possibly the worst dinner guest you could ever have? I mean, yeah, he's it's it's frustrating to 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 be trying to be open and trying to be friendly and and he's just not into that he's just a straight up mm. vulcan and and like on the one hand like that's fine that's fine like if that's how he is and that's how you know and like, like to paul that's how to paul was stupid to paul and to paul has to kind of like fake it like say oh it's customary to talk about ridiculous things like humans like talking about <laughs> stupid stuff when they're eating dinner <laughs> like that's the thing that she knows about humans and she's kind enough to try to you know work with that and and but also you know so so part of it is just how he is but he's also like obviously just there to to, to like keep his eye on archer so he's not you know there's a, just an added level there because he's not he's not trying he's not trying to he's not at this meeting to be uh friendly and and you know as a show as a sign of friendship he's there to show that he's watching him you know but yeah. he's like he says that's just funny because Archer tells a lovely story about when he was on a Vulcan ship and and all and all the captain can say is, is you are easily impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, somehow impressive Vulcan. You are easily impressed. And and that more than anything shows the contrast between the two men. Mm. You know, because I he, he he this this man could never understand Archer's joy at looking at that comet. Yeah. You know? Um and, and that fundamental difference is is why there's so much you know the, such a lack of good communication between the vulcans and the and the humans in in this series because it, it's hard to it's hard for either one either side to understand that point of view you know mm. that big that wide of a contrast between what what motivates you and what motivates the vulcans to be out there and what motivates the humans to be out there and and especially Archer, who's very pa a very passionate person, and and it's just I mean, there's really not again like there's like they're not going to convince each other of anything. So it's just you know, eat your dinner and you uh, <laughs> wait for them to be gone, and <laughs> you can have a drink. <laughs> yeah, just just it, it seemed to be gripping that beer tighter and tighter. I was yes. wait, waiting for the glass to break, but uh, yeah, it. 
just sort of like on a theme, it just feels like uh, in this episode, it's almost as though Vanek represents the people today who say, you know, we shouldn't be going to space. We shouldn't be spending all this money on space exploration and, and uh, you know, uh, leaving the planet when we have problems on the planet to sort out. Um, he, he's just the guy who doesn't want to know about all this exploration things because it doesn't matter to him. He's got other right. concerns and priorities. And uh, it just, it felt like that was a whole episode or a part of this episode that could have been an interpretation that they could have gone with but they didn't they they sort of moved away from it and just accepted that exploration is the way you've got to go um and it, it was interesting because I, I wondered if they were going to make that sort of like a b-plot um as well you know um yeah. although although you know swallowing your pride and coming back to vanik for help at the end of the episode does come back but having it as a consistent you know having to defend why exploration is so important um I, I wondered why they didn't have that as well um because there are moments where i feel that this episode was missing a b-plot or missing something um yeah. that there, there needed to be a bit more to it a bit more meat to it um but maybe it was just for time maybe they just feel that you know with special effects budgets and everything that had to go on uh that they just didn't have time for it but it, it yeah. seemed it seemed like something that 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 could have been in this episode and maybe pushed it a bit further yeah and, and he, you know he says he says like we're not interested in the comet we're interested in your interest in the comet mm. <laughs> yes yeah and and he because this this guy literally cannot fathom why somebody would be would just be interested for for you know for interest's sake yeah. <laughs> about a comet <laughs> he, that's just not even something he can he can wrap his mind around mm. and that's part you know and and i i think i i think it's that difference which scares the vulcans so much into thinking that humans are gonna gonna f it up <laughs> you yeah. know f up their chance you know when their first time out and i don't know i i think i th I thought of it more as like a like an overprotective parent mm. kind of metaphor oh yeah um you know you're finally getting your taste of of independence and you know you're chasing a comet and then all of a sudden you know mom comes on the v screen <laughs> <laughs> you know, i was like mom i was chasing comets with my friends <laughs> did you pack your lunch love oh right. here you go <laughs> exactly but uh yeah <laughs> But I, but I I just found it interesting the way they 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 made it um, matter at the end that the Vulcans Very were true. there. Like uh, it's it's just an interesting thing to do because it's it's he's not this isn't this isn't Captain Pike who's mm. or Captain Kirk or you know who's who's like seen seen it all even though it's he's never seen you know it's a new thing every week but he's still seen it all and like knows instinctively what to do he's brand new and you know and his enterprise is brand new his enterprise sure. you know doesn't doesn't have all the bells and whistles that that you know the other captains were lucky enough in the future lucky enough to have so <laughs> you know maybe it was you, maybe she listened to your mother and yeah. <laughs> it was nice to see dangerous mission <laughs> It was nice to see like uh, one of the conversations that he was he was being like the you know the guy who's trying to understand you know your new car and he's like oh what can you get it up <laughs> yeah. to six point five yeah six point right, five right. yes yes we can do six point five yeah and then and he, it, he couldn't understand because Trip's like oh man I'd love to see inside that nacelle and he's like that's classified <laughs> I'm just like I know man I wasn't like 
asking for secrets. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> admiring your engine, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Um, but speaking of um, very uh, excited people, we've got uh, Travis and Reed, um, which uh, the little away team to uh, the, the Comet itself. And uh, Travis being very uh, excited to be getting to see snow because uh, he's only yeah. seen it twice in his life. And <laughs> it was just a, another one of those lines that I really wish we'd seen more of coming up from what I remember of Enterprise that, you know, just a line about, you know, oh, because I've been out in space for so long, I you know did this i i'm like the fact that he constantly refers back to the fact that he's already been in space yes. um um even even if it meant you know scenes in the future where the rest of his uh, crew are just like is he talking about space again is he talking about how he's just <laughs> lived out there um but it just the idea of them building a snowman and gradually what that snowman becomes and what they add on to it um any thoughts on the away mission and uh reed and travis yeah, I like that they're having fun on an away mission. Like that's that's fun. That's what one of the things we should be seeing, at, you know, at this point in the series. And and him, you know, playing in the snow. Like that's really sweet. And uh, and again, the promise of of the premise <laughs> of <laughs> of uh, our space boomer Travis. There was so much potential there for more of that sort of thing. Like I mean, this guy has some unique experiences. Yep. You know, he, he is, we, we, we should have seen more like cool stuff that he that he just instinctively knows, you know, but also more stuff like this, more things that he's missed from not being, you know, on a planet, yeah. <laughs> you know, basically being growing up on a spaceship like that. There, there's so much potential there. And I think I really wish they would have pushed more um, with his character. I think he, I wish he would have gotten more screen time in general, but I, I but I really wish they would have pushed more on the on the boomer aspect of his character because it was so interesting. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's a shame that we never really get more of it. But uh, you know, yeah. we've already established that he's like into ghost stories and spooky stuff, yeah. uh, and just have another quirk to his personality. He doesn't know what weather is. You know, it's so nice, <laughs> so pure. Um, it's, yeah. it's so lovely. Um, we go back to Enterprise, and we now sort of get the um the break in trust um sort of storyline where trip discovers a transmission he gets hoshi to decrypt it um all making sense that makes perfect sense to me that you know he would call her down because she's a transmissions expert she knows languages and so on um that she would be able to encrypt you know decrypt it uh, whereas previous episodes we've had hoshi doing some very odd things like working a transporter uh, <laughs> or working or working a, a, a camera on the view screen it's like well that's not her job but this one was actually her job so it breaks that trend right so far <laughs> um but uh just general thoughts on you know we were wondering whether uh, T'Pol was going behind Archer's back because it's something that got mentioned in Broken Bow all the way back and has sort of been brought up in other episodes, including our last one, Andorian Incident, where Archer was questioning her loyalty and where it lay um, with either Starfleet or with the Vulcan High Command. Um, any thoughts on, you know, when you first watched the episode, do you remember thinking, wait a minute, is T'Pol actually like a spy and, and all this sort of thing? Or... Um, what, what were your thoughts on it? Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't, I don't remember what I thought the first time, if I trusted her or not. I probably did because I probably thought that they're, they're not, like making one of the main characters a spy wasn't something that happened back then. Maybe I would think that more now, hmm. you know? <laughs> um, 
but um but I, but yeah but i mean i understand why they were suspicious of that because you know archer says he says something like you know that to paul promised you wouldn't talk to me i mean wouldn't talk to the vulcans without letting me know mm. um and then all of a sudden she gets this encrypted <laughs> secret super top secret message like that of course especially with everything that happened in the previous episodes with the vulcans you're you know you're, you're gonna be suspicious like I, I don't see anything wrong with them taking that as as maybe a, a potentially credible threat you know and, and de decrypting the message um and i like the way they handled it when they figured out that it was yes. <laughs> not not what they thought <laughs> um you know the person that read the message told archer just as much as he needed to know you know um that this wasn't a credible threat and to paul was fine and and the fact that she and then of course by the end of the episode when paul does make the decision to postpone her wedding or whatever and stay on you know stay on the ship she likes being on the ship like that's obvious from even this early it's obvious that she's enjoying her job here and she's part of the team and you know what i mean like i don't see yeah, yeah like, like there's not there's never any much i you know what I, I i think i don't think i ever did doubt her motives even even the first time just because she maybe i don't know if it's the way she she plays Jolene Bylock plays it, but um, but she's obviously a, a different sort of Vulcan, mm, <laughs> even at this point, you know, someone who's, she's, she, you know, she might say she's not an explorer, but she is, obviously is. <laughs> mm. No, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I have noticed what, watching yeah. straight from the pilot to now um, that there have been these little hints of things that she's doing that are contrary to what she's saying a vulcan would actually do yeah, she yeah. she you know picks up in uh, fight and flight she actually points out that there's this anomaly on the sensors she could have swept it apart and said right. oh i didn't i didn't pay attention to that because you know it's it's on the long range sensors it doesn't really you know figure into my brain but she has right. gone the extra mile in so many episodes with just a little digs and little changes yeah. to her ways um that to us the audience she's proved that she has come right. over to the side of starfleet okay. um, yeah and, and the actress does a fabulous job she's incredible um but even here like too when, when they're talking about you know before she's like a comet's just like rock and ice but then you know <laughs> she discovers the what it what, whatever it was icilium icilium yeah and and she's like you know she and she and she's giving that report to archer and then she's like um someone makes the suggestion oh maybe we should land on it and she's like She's like, okay, yeah, I figured out here and here are the best locations <laughs> for you to land. You know, like she's already got it all worked out. You know, she's on board with the exploring <laughs> part of it. So and, um, she's either subconsciously she wants to explore, or she's like, oh, they're going to ask to go on it, aren't they? Oh, great <laughs> <Right>. planet. <laughs> She's already like three steps ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Either way, she's three steps ahead yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Either way, either way, for whatever reason. Right. Um, uh, in between this transmission problem, uh, to give Hoshi some time to decrypt it, they've got an extra scene where, uh, <laughs> probably my favourite scene in this whole episode, and Absolutely. I forgot that it was in this one. It's one of my favourites, and I forgot which yeah. episode it was in, but it's the school transmission scene. It's basically the podcast of Enterprise, where they are recording their thoughts and sending it back to this Irish school. Um, uh, I want to point out, uh, this is a bit of um, writing here, the uh, the fourth grade school we don't they don't do grades in ireland it's classes oops uh, so Oopsie. <laughs> archer what were you thinking you're a, oh you're showing maybe, your Amer american-centric attitude here oh 
Um, but uh, Miss Melvin's class, it would have been uh, third class, not fourth grade. Oh, so there we man. go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, over here, it would have been fourth year. So he would have got away with that. He could have said, oh, okay. those, but um, in Ireland, it's completely different. Um, but yes, funny. the school transmission thoughts, because there's so much here. There's so much. It's so fun. A poop question. I, it's a poop question, sir. <laughs> It's a lovely scene. I, I I love one of the things I love about it is that is how serious Archer took that. <laughs> you know, like if you I can compare it to like how Hardy worked, like like writing a speech at the end of the series. You know, like he took this just as seriously. Like like you see him like almost sweating. You know, he's yeah. like he wants to, to, to say the right things and <laughs> make a good impression, and I really like that um it's it's adorable that obviously i'm sorry that's a it's a fun moment for trip obviously no, it is um i, I was a convert on that scene i know it is one of the few things so maybe this is one of those things that breaks the ice yeah. for me i don't know <laughs> but uh but it's but it's also interesting for us too you know i'm I, that's and that's a very interesting thing for me um the biomatter resequencer like that's cool like that's yeah. you know um, and that's that's something you would wonder about, and and that's interesting, and and I I find I find that interesting to begin with, so, yeah, all the uh, the environmental engineering stuff. Mm. So the that's, hydroponic that's, garden, I thought was hydroponic uh, was garden. Really, yeah. yeah. Um. Even even the stuff. Yeah. The stuff like like okay, this is how chef works. You know. Now we know, like it was for us as much as it was for the kids. Obviously, you know. Um. So we we don't have replicators, but we have protein resequencers. We you know. Um, this is how Hoshi, this is how far Hoshi's, um, you know, universal translator can, can, can go, you know, and, um, and it, it's fun. It was also fun to also like seeing the contrast between uh, Trip and, and Flocks, you know, Trip, Trip was like, you know, didn't want to be there, answer his question. And, and Flox was more than eager. <laughs> the minute he heard the question was about germs, he's like, oh, I got this one, Cap. <laughs> Sit back. This is a three hour podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And that was really sweet and fun to watch too. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's overall, I mean, that's honestly one of the best scenes. It is. It really in, is. in the series. Like, it's just such a, it's just fun. It's just pure fun. I love it. But I, I think there's only one unbelievable thing about the whole scene. It's not about the fact we've got universal translators or hydroponic farms or uh, there are germs on hulls of ships. <laughs> it is purely that. A fourth grade or a third class or a fourth year class didn't ask one question about Porthos. <laughs> There's true. a dog on board. I'm, I'm oh. sure every question was about Porthos. Oh, Porthos is definitely a superstar <laughs> on Earth. I mean, you got to think they sell like Porthos stuffed animals and stuff, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. little, with a little helmet, like little suits, environmental suits. <laughs> All now the kids there, them. absolutely. All the kids out with their little Porthos pencil cases, absolutely. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, he's got to be like the mascot, right? <laughs> For Starfleet now. Why oh, isn't he on the it. patch? You know, by the end of the, right? the four years of Enterprise, oh. why is he not on the patch? Yeah. He should be on the patch. I he like should. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... But yeah, I love that scene. There's nothing more I can say. It's yeah. just so good. I wish that we'd had 
one thing for every character. So we would have had maybe yeah. a question for Topol. I know the scene would have then taken the whole episode to get through. But <laughs> that would have been fine. <laughs> it would have been absolutely fine. I would have well well been in for that. Just a whole episode that was just them talking to these yeah. fourth graders, explaining what the hell they get up to. Um, <laughs> we then sort of move into the, the action part of the scene, uh, purely because stuff blows up. And I'm sure Reed is very happy because he gets to blow up a comet. Reed is um, so happy. <laughs> like, he's just, that is his happy place getting to blow something up. Two episodes in a row as well. You've got Andorian <laughs> Incident and this. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. So he, he's on a roll. He is on a roll. <laughs> I can imagine a very yeah. young wharf just reading through all the logs of, uh, oh, of Reed. It's like, he got to blow yeah. up things twice. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to blow something up. <laughs> he was required reading at the academy. Yeah. Um, but we now get um, a, a, a crisis um, because uh, the sh uh, shuttle pod is sitting there uh, by this cracked ice as the comet is turning and getting warmer because of the shift of this explosion. And uh, we get another shuttle pod crash. I don't know if I should make this a segment or not, but uh, yet again, <laughs> something has fallen through cracks uh, in the floor. <laughs> we've had Terra Nova and now we've had this. Oh, that's great. So it's it's already becoming a bit of a staple a of, of Enterprise. Absolutely. But this time, <laughs> this time we get some new tech. We get a tractor beam in the episode for the very yeah, first time yeah. in Star Trek history. We see a tractor beam and in this podcast, actually, because throughout all of the uh, uh, other trips down memory lane that we've gone through in the previous seasons of this podcast, we haven't had a tractor beam. So it's the first time I've ever wow. seen one. There we go. <laughs> um, so there we go. Um, but thoughts, thoughts on the action part of it, you know, the danger of it. Um, do you feel that, you know, the tension worked for you or did you feel that, you know, it's a Star Trek episode, everything's going to be fine, there's no real tension here. Um, how did you feel about it? Well, I mean, it was nice that everything wasn't fine. They, they didn't solve the problem. They needed the Vulcan to come and, and bail them out. So, I mean, that's nice. That's a nice change of pace <laughs> in and of itself, you know. Um, it was nice to see, like, like they're working with such low-tech stuff. They've gra literally tried to grappling hook this, uh, this ship back out off this comet. And that's very low tech <laughs> for what we're used to, you know? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so that was interesting. It was interesting that it didn't work. Uh, you know, it was a little funny, that, like, oh, the Icelium is what made the, the, the magnets not work. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> convenient stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Ice cracking is always interesting. Danger. That like, true. that's fine. Like, that's it's, no. But um, I, I, I mean, this is... Uh, the only thing to me is like is like th this is like obviously going to happen hmm. like seemed like a dangerous mission yep. <laughs> for them to go on yeah so there's, there's no way they're sending it yeah there's no way they're getting a lesson yeah exactly yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> um uh but after the action scene we now get a nice quiet scene between uh trip and topol where topol explains what's going on and the fact that she has an arranged marriage with another vulcan called Kos, and uh that she sort of blew him off she didn't want to go through with it because she spent a year on earth and then decided to join up with uh, the enterprise and go off on that mission when she was supposed to return to vulcan and fulfill her obligations and she's pouring her heart out to trip as you mentioned uh, not her first choice um i 
Personally, I would have seen Hoshi as the better choice, as Trip does mention. Okay. So again, I'm not going to ding him on this one. Uh, he <laughs> seems to be getting through on this one. I, I don't know if this is your influence, Jen, on me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, it's any, all Trip. <laughs> any thoughts on this on this scene so far? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, obviously, this is this is like you like we we're talking about earlier. You know, he wasn't his, her first choice, and they they kind of got thrust together into this this force in intimacy. You know, just because he happened to be the one that read her letter and and you know and and i don't blame her for not wanting to you know just just okay i'll talk to trip <laughs> you know yeah. instead of having somebody else know her business like i get that um but it turned out that trip was a good person to have because he gave her some really good advice you know he's his advice was just what do you want to do and you can tell from to paul that that wasn't something she even considered as a as an important question to ask herself in in this situation, um, you know she didn't she didn't think that having you know the pecan pie, <laughs> well, you know what I mean was was part of the equation and and that was important for her to to, to just you know have have that be be jogged you know have that triggered in, inside her you know that that's an important question. Because I don't think she's ever asked herself that question, you know, honestly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a terrible situation to be in, you know. And I'm glad, you know. Obviously, you, I mean, you kind of figured she was going to make the choice she made. She didn't think she was going to be leaving. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, you, you don't spend all that time with the character for you right. know, however many episodes, only to just then yeah. say, oh, they, they went home. Oh, right. At least not back then. Yeah. Maybe now they would. <laughs> I've been burned, fallen in love with some cat, you know, characters that have left prematurely. Although it might <laughs> have been more fun. modern. It might have been fun Probably. to have had uh, Captain Vanek uh, get some orders that he didn't like from uh, the High Command, and then he has to transfer over to Enterprise to replace her. Uh, oh, my and gosh. And it's Vanek uh, trying to learn oh. why on earth they're stopping for <laughs> comets all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Archer really lucked out having Paul be the one assigned to this mission. This could His life could have been so much harder. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But no, but again, it's it's just a, it's a lovely scene between two people who are a little bit self-conscious about being so personal with each other, mm. um, you know, and 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 it is an awkward situation, and Absolutely. and it was I I I, th I thought it was nice how they they made like Trip feel guilty about reading her letter and and him talking to her about it, and it should like. It's interesting because they have such, I think one of their problems later on in their relationship is the community, lack of communicate, good communication. Mm. And here they, they don't have that. This is actually one of the better episodes for Trip and DePaul, in my opinion, you know, yeah. because they don't have that communication barrier that they seem to have when they have <laughs> start to have deeper feelings for each other, you know, don't know how to express them <laughs> in a healthy manner yeah. you know? so yeah so this is a, uh, this is a nice moment i think yes absolutely yeah it's it's a, yeah. a nice tone and like i say it felt wholesome it felt right, um, right, nothing, right nothing, yeah. nothing felt forced as we've seen in yes. other episodes yeah. with the sexy trek you know the decon chambers <laughs> and all that kind of stuff where it's forced um, yeah. this one felt like it was a natural progression for them to go on um, up till now right. Topol has felt like the school mom reading the, the 
the school trip out uh, and then trip as you know the naughty kid in the class and she has always had to hold his hand i don't think that's fair on trip oh really okay. <laughs> okay all right okay no that's fine that's okay that's okay you're wrong that's okay that's fine that's fine uh, no. uh, but that's the way i've felt it whenever right, i've watched i, I, I got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you yeah, um, but not here like in but the, this is, now it's yeah. it's almost like the teacher who has befriended the naughty kid you know the you know it's the michelle pfeiffer moment in the the the, the school film that uh, you know she, oh, how's she gonna how's yeah. she gonna teach these kids <laughs> and she gets the rebellious one the real rebellious one on her oh, side my. and that's how she's gonna uh, you know convert all of the crew over to her way of thinking um but that's the way it kind of felt to me. That's the way it read to me. Um, and because it was so wholesome, it felt nice. Um, there was nothing icky there. Um, no. But there was only one line that it was a bit confusing with the writing of it. Not necessarily what Trip was saying, but the writing of it saying about arranged marriages and how they went out with slavery. Um, interesting. <laughs> but arranged marriages are part of many cultures and still are today and i'm wondering what trip meant by went out with slavery because is he talking about the historical slavery that we have seen and um you know the slave trade that has finished but there's still slavery today um you know it, that hasn't happened is he talking about a future point in history uh in your history obviously not mine um where uh slavery has ended and also arranged marriages as a culture has finished as well i was just saying any thoughts on that uh that line it just seemed odd to me for some reason um yeah i mean i guess it could have been worded better but arranged marriages have been used to oppress women yes. you know a lot so i, I don't you know I don't really <laughs> want to get too deep into my feelings <laughs> on that. Yeah. But but I agree with you that definitely was was an awkwardly worded comment. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, it was. I didn't I didn't think of that, but uh, think of it like that, but yeah. Mm. It just seems been, it, the wording could have yeah, on that could have been. Yeah. It was more yeah. delicate. <laughs> yeah, it it just felt like it needed a bit more explanation than just one little throwaway line. I feel right. like it could have had a bit more to it. Um that uh you know when did that happen you know <laughs> was it after first contact was it before first contact what what slavery are we talking about here um but yeah it, it's it's one of those lines that thinking about the history that we have seen in this podcast and everything that was going on at that time was he talking historically or was he talking something more modern i i would have liked to have heard more about that story mm -hmm. um but that's pretty much it as we say um to poll then makes her decision and she has the pecan pie and uh, <laughs> that's it uh the enterprise and the Sarak ship uh part ways the timur uh moves on and we come to the end of the episode at um at the usual there time there we go <laughs> right well thank you very much for for being here for this um Absolutely. so that that was locating the point in time. We're just going to finish mm -hmm. off with the rating criteria. Uh, the next on our criteria is uh, continuity and consequences. So is there anything that was set up in this episode that you feel changes the way Starfleet runs and also Enterprise in general? I don't think it, I don't think it changes anything. I think it's a good contrast. This Archer in this episode is a very good contrast from the, the Archer we see later on in um, season um in season four, you know, after after the Zindi, after season three happens, you know, and like 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 from home, 
uh, the episode. Well, I guess you didn't get there yet in your timeline. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but um, but you know, but 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 the the more like the, the hardened captain who's seen so much, you know, and who's had to do some things that he, you, you know, feel might feel guilty about and things like that, it, you know, contrast that man that's been through all that versus the man that we see here in Breaking the Ice, um, where we just see that that just truly just that optimistic and exploring you know gung-ho captain and it's just an interesting contrast um to see and and i i don't think this this changed anything like i don't think this changed this obviously didn't change the vulcans minds because <laughs> they <laughs> needed to bail, bail them out so <laughs> i don't know it would, it would have been nice <laughs> to have, have vanik come back you know and just sort of say yeah. oh you know it was nice to see you swallowed your pride and he's still the arrogant <laughs> vanik we know but he's another one that takes some time to you know to to warm up to us i guess um after we've broken oh, yeah. the ice oh he if he if we saw me and he would have been so smug about it but in oh, such a vulcan yeah. way pretending he wasn't being smug about it <laughs> <laughs> it would have been good it would have been good it's uh, it, the consequences are you know you've got your first tractor beam so you know oh, yeah that's important that's that's kind of you know <laughs> uh, that's a you know a bit of a tech thing um, yeah trip got... asked about that too at the end he's like yes. yeah i want to show me some specs on that uh tractor beam there he's <laughs> like classified <laughs> but i felt like there was almost a wink from vanek when he said classified there yeah. I think there was that little, you think? little niggle there maybe you know he's not best friends with archer but trip for some right. reason he's warmed up to i don't know all the vulcans are warming up to trip this episode right. um, maybe that's a consequence i don't know right. um, but we've got our large comment uh, comet as well so uh yeah you know, uh, there's another historically large there you go exactly. archer's comet maybe archer's comet <laughs> uh, archer's comet zero one and then you got zero two right. zero three zero four um so i was this... bummed that the, the vulcans found it first is that what he said <laughs> he's like oh we saw that two days ago <laughs> i'm just like oh <laughs> It's like we come back to this in a couple of episodes time, and it's Archer yeah. just leafing through like the reports. It's like Vanix right. comet. That's that's Archer. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> just yeah, terrible. Um, yeah, uh, but consequences wise, yes, it builds the relationship that's going to come for Trip and to Paul. So yeah. we've got that consequence coming on, uh, and that was a question that the class did ask about fraternizing and. Mm -hmm. can can crew have a relationship <laughs> you know they're setting it up so there you go so i think there is that sort of nugget that is planted so it's an important thing for that so the, there's a consequence there um right. but in general terms yes i agree with you it doesn't change how starfleet's going to work because they're still going to explore they're still going to go out there and do things they're not they're not changing the way they would probably act say um unlike uh, terra nova where we saw them change their behavior towards you know humans who have then gone on to colonize it kind of mm -hmm. builds that idea that maybe there's a way we should treat people who now live on other planets um or you know you know fight or flight you know maybe we shouldn't always just abandon things maybe we should do this that those are consequences protocols might get drawn up because of it this one didn't feel like there was a protocol that would be drawn up for it um and uh yeah as a result i don't think there's that many consequences from this episode so i agree um Next one. Next uh, is alterations. Anything you would want to see changed, expanded about this episode? Uh, would you have liked to have seen a return to any of this 
uh, later on. Um, well, like I think we talked about it earlier, <laughs> that scene with the questions that could have been like a whole episode and I would have oh, yeah. <laughs> happily sat there and listened to questions and answers, <laughs> questions written by fourth graders <laughs> for the Enterprise crew. And I would have been fine. <laughs> Maybe they so, should do that. Maybe they should do they that. It's like a short little drama. They get all of the, oh, the my. cast and track. crew back. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just you know a, you know it's a little timestamp of like this was May twenty one fifty one, and yeah. that was their episode and all the crazy questions they got and then it's this is June twenty one fifty one, and it's just they're getting more tired more of all these questions, yeah. and trips always gets the poop question. Poop yeah. questions, yeah, yeah. No matter what. <laughs> That's all anyone cares about for engineering: the poop questions. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything that I would want to see changed about the episode. I think as it as a piece, it does yeah, work. Fine. I did mention that maybe it needed a, a stronger B story. Maybe the Vanek thing should have been a bit longer or played into it yeah. more. Um, but overall, I think it worked. Same. Yeah, fair enough. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> I like it when I agree with the guests. It's okay. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's expansions. And we move on to the last criteria, which is recommendations. Now, first is recommendations to fans. Do we recommend this episode to fans of Star Trek? Is it essential in the uh, canon? Well, I was struggling on this one because when you say essential, mm. it's not, I have to admit, it's not essential. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a fun adventure. I think it's. I, I think it's sweet. I think it's it's it's. They can only make this episode in this first half of season one. You know when they haven't had as much experience as that. You know you can't make this episode much yeah. later. Yeah. Um. And I kind of like it. It's kind of like a little snapshot in time of where this crew is hmm. in the beginning. So I would still recommend it. But it's not if I if I had to limit it to essential episodes, I would hmm. say no. <laughs> yeah. It's it is that thing. It's a. It is an episode that you should watch because it plants the nugget of Trip into Paul because, like yeah, you say, it is, it's a story you could only tell with the Enterprise crew. It wouldn't have really mattered yeah. to TNG or Voyager or, uh, well, maybe Voyager, maybe uh, Paris <laughs> Paris would have wanted to fly after a comet, maybe. I don't That's know. true. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's that essential thing. It's whether a, a Star Trek fan holds this high and as we mentioned at the right at the very beginning it wouldn't necessarily be in your top 10 it wouldn't be the thing right. to come back to all the time even though it's got that great scene with all the questions from the <laughs> um to non-star trek fans do you think that this episode is a good sort of gateway episode or perhaps part of that brainwashing kit to get someone into star trek a larger world of star trek yeah i think this actually would be a good one to show someone um, cause you know, because it is so early in their adventure, you don't really need to know anything. Mm. I mean, if you, if, even if you go in cold, not knowing anything, these can just be generic astronauts, you know what I mean? Doing their thing. You don't need to know any of that backstory. You don't even need to know like who the Vulcans are. Like you just tell like, these are people who are, you know, antagonistic to the humans. You don't you need, you know what I mean? You don't need to know the full, the history. You don't need to know anything. Mm. Um, and I think it works as just a standalone story of, you know, of sometimes you got to ask for help, you know, even when yeah. you, when you don't want to. And um, yeah. And I think, you know, obviously the question and answer scene would be good for somebody yes. who didn't know, you know, know anything about Star yeah. Trek and, and the trip into Paul stuff works too on just a regular relationship level. So I think it'd be, I think this would be a good one to show non-Trekkies. 
it's a good one to break the ice, perhaps. Oh, perfect. Oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can mine this for ages. I'll just keep going. Um, how many breaking the ice puns can I make? Um, right, right. But yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I agree for the exact same reasons. I was, I was thinking, does it rely on too much? Are you supposed to know anything? But because you've got that scene about the fourth graders asking all the basic yeah. questions, it's a great way of setting it up. It's, it's almost as though this or that scene should have been in Broken Bow before they set out. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like, this is how this is going to work. Uh, and, you know, maybe you don't get the the Fantastic Flocks scene where he just keeps going on and on and about uh, germs because he hasn't been brought on yet. But you get all of the idea of what a universal translator is. Maybe if you had Travis and he talks about being a boomer and he's the one who keeps going on and on and on and on about living in space and how he's already right. seen it all. And... Um, <laughs> You know that he gets the flocks moment, um, but it, it's one of those scenes that it's a great way of saying to someone who knows nothing about Enterprise, well, this is how they're going to survive. They've got a hydroponic garden; they can grow their food. They don't uh, replicate it out of nothing, as you will later see. Mm. Um, it is, and it feels real. It feels like the technology you're seeing from NASA and the International Space Station, and uh, the idea that they have really to recycle yeah. everything. You know, and it's yeah. it's. It's not the the clean um, uh, hotel in space that we see with the Enterprise D or anything like that. Right. It's, um, and and the whiff that must be on that ship because everyone's contained in it like a submarine. <laughs> uh, not nice. No wonder uh, T'Pol has that numbing agent for her nose. But there well, we they go. Got, they got that that sonic shower. I'm sure that takes That's care right. of. That's very true. Oh no, they don't. They don't no. have sonic showers. No. They have water showers. Yes, that's very there's true. a delightful scene. <laughs> Captain Archer, that's right. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. I do like the Enterprise. The, the NX-01 is is one of my favorite ships. I, yes. I I think it looks it's so neat. It's it's such a good transitional ship between mm. our technology and the 1701. I just I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah, it it feels like a living, breathing ship. Like it, you does. Sh it, it, it should really work. Does. Everything yeah. looks like it's supposed to work. Uh, yeah. It might break all the time. It might be a hundred fires that uh, right. Trip has to put <laughs> <Exactly>. out, but <laughs> it works. Um, but yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're in agreement. Uh, to non-fans, I think awesome. it works as a, as a good yeah. starter. So there we go. <laughs> right. Well, that's it. Our recommendations are done. And all that remains is one last thing, which is S for the setup for next week. But before I go, uh, thank you again, Jen, for being a guest on this episode. Um, it's it's always lovely to have you on on board the show. Um, and before we leave you, uh, where can they find you, you and uh, plug yourself on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. This was a joy, as always, to talk to you. Um, I, you can find me on Twitter at Ida Quarks, and you can find my podcast, uh, which is Snaptrack, wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. And so, yes, you, you have to go and listen. It's very, very good. Um, <laughs> thank you. You've probably got more listens than I do. I don't know why you know, I need to sell it. It's, you know, I've got 10 people in the back. That's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, it is a fantastic show. And if you aren't listening to it, you Thank need you. to be listening to it. Appreciate um, it. 
so that's it um all that remains is for me to set up the next episode join me next time for season three episode 10 of this podcast as we go to season one episode eight and we're going to civilization um there we go and uh i think i'll have a different guest on there and i believe it's daniel huckfield from uh the academic trek podcast so it should be very and i think he's actually writing uh like an essay about it so this should be quite interesting i really will be hitting the record button and standing back and listening to him so that'll be fun (laughs) be a nice little lecture it'd be all good um thank you again thank you again jen and uh thank you this is fun I will catch you next time and I will see you in the next time stream. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. All the timestamps for the show can be found at ridingcoattails.simplesite.com. The scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.